Hey everybody, it's Charity Gibson coming to you with another episode of the Badass Women of Promo podcast. Today I am super excited because not only are these two ladies that I have with me um, some of my friends and most respected people that I look up to in the industry, they are also fellow Promo Kitchen chefs and are now moving up into leadership positions within the kitchen. Um, so if you would join me in welcoming Johanna Gottlieb and Kate Plummer Chair and Vice Chair of Promo Kitchen for the class of 2020. Ladies, welcome on board. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. Very excited, like Kate said. I am so stoked. You guys don't even know. So um, to give the listeners a little bit of a history on what Promo Kitchen is, um, Promo Kitchen is one of the industry's only 501c3 nonprofit organizations, and we are an all-volunteer organization that was founded back in, um, gosh, it's been so long, 2010 now. And um, our whole entire organization is built on the idea of mentorship and education. So kind of reaching a hand back from where we are and helping to pull the next generation of leaders up, just offering help and assistance where we can, and just furthering those initiatives of um, like realizing we're all on the same team and we're only as good as our weakest player. So kind of helping elevate the industry as a whole and everybody in it. And so um, I have been a chef since the beginning of this whole shenanigans nonsense. And throughout the years, we've had um, chefs come and go and Joe and Kate um, well, not only did you guys come on as chefs, but Joe, you took over with the mentorship program. Kate, you jumped in with promo chat with both hands. And now here we are. So our board has been, our the promo kitchen in general has been about 21 to 23 chefs like every year. And it's been like a 17 or 18 to three or four male to female ratio. So now our executive committee, which was me and the boys, uh, is now the girls and a couple guys is that, is that yeah. <laughs> poor Danny <laughs> Danny's one of the girls and he knows it <laughs> right Did you say exactly. Danny's one of the girls yeah. <laughs> I love it you could be part of it <laughs> oh, I love it yeah it's it's really funny and I kind of love it because I remember I messaged you a while ago like a couple years ago just being like you know one of the things promo chat uh, like promo kitchen kind of needs to work on is let, let's put some more women on that board and like two years later it's the chair and vice chair are female we've added three new female chefs and yeah, we work quickly here. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I'm like, we took that to heart and like, let's just make this happen. Yeah. Um, did, and we, this did we take it to heart or was it like charity talks and people listen? Because I think that's what happened. <laughs> well, okay. So I would love to take credit for this. I honestly was like, yeah, love to. Um, but really, I mean, what it came down to in our committee meetings on um, the executive committee was the future of Promo Kitchen, obviously Robert Fivash has done amazing things for PK and is kind of stepping off the board um, after a, a three-year term. And it was, who are the doers? Who are the badasses that are out there just making things happen, that are making changes, that are really working hard? And the cream rise, rises, cream rises to the top, I guess. It's kind of like it was there you were just glind, shining gleaming gems of awesome and so as much as I want to take credit for it you guys worked hard and uh, you were shining bright like the diamonds that you are so you did it yourselves 
awesome. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate that. I think Kate and I are have been talking so much and getting so close, which I love that we're going to start to finish each other's sentences during this podcast. <laughs> It's very true. I don't think since the announcement, like the election happened, that I've gone a day without talking to Joe in some form. I think like one Sunday we didn't text, message, email, something. And and at the end of the day, I was like, whoa, this is kind of weird. So yeah, I think exactly. we're, we're both of, not to be like, we wanted women on the board, we put women on the board. Like Joe is this like, it's funny, we were chatting a while ago about like, well, I just kind of want to be your friend. And when I met you, I would just kind of work towards being your friend. And, and it was the same for both of us where we're just like, put each other in each other's world. Like, this is how it's going to happen. And, and both of us like, are those people that were the doers, like we see something, we're like, let's do this, let's have fun with this. And since the election happened is like, both of us, all these ideas just keep coming out like, oh, we should do this, we should do this, that our organization for it has gotten like, there's spreadsheets involved. So, <laughs> so many spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, I love I, I, it. I, it's been fun. It's been fun. She's like taking my crazy text, like, what about this? What about this? And I'm like, put it in the Google Doc. Yeah, I'll add it right now. And Literally, I don't think you want to hear this, Kate, but during this call, it's been five minutes already. I already have three more things to add to the doc. (laughs) My brain is like a hamster right now. And, um, but all good things. It's just super fresh and exciting. And I think there's just wonderful momentum heading into 2020. That's super cool. When the thing that I love about both of you guys, and I think this is kind of more what prompted the podcast. I mean, obviously I would love to talk about um, Promo Kitchen for the entire time just because it's been such a part of my life and such a big part of my life and a part of I mean unintentionally a byproduct of you know being involved and being a doer and having integrity and um, just you know putting both feet on the ground and and digging in has been that my personal brand has benefited and that's what we when we don't promote that we're not promoting ourselves but it's kind of a byproduct of being super involved in any organization Um, and so I would I love to talk about I want to talk about promo kitchen like shout it from the rooftops because it's been such an incredible experience to have all of you people as mentors and now to be able to call you friends and even family um Mm -hmm. but the idea that um I mean let's talk about female empowerment for a minute and the idea that not only within promo kitchen and I think that promo industry is a little bit unique in a lot of ways but we are seeing this um kind of obviously a movement in retail and in the world at large, um, you know, just getting females uh, to be on a level playing field. And what I love about both of you guys, Promo Kitchen aside, is that not only are you um, doers, but within your companies, I mean, you guys are both holding VP titles right now. So um, Kate, I know you kind of came about um, by virtue of being born into the industry uh, in that sense, but, you know, a VP with a family company. And then um, Joe, just you working your tail end off um, and being the VP for a company like Axis, which um, obviously one of the the front runners as distributor companies in our industry. So um, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, what do you guys, what do you see right now, this movement that's happening? How important is it to have female leadership in executive positions within these companies. And um, we'll kind of digest this a little bit more later, but you know, where do you see it going and what can we all do to help encourage this even more? So I don't know which one of you guys wants to start, but what do you, how important do you think this is and, and what good things are coming from it? 
Keith, I'll let you go first if you want. <laughs> Joan knows but that I, I have lots of opinions on this. Um, <laughs> I think it, it's so important. Like I recently came back from a conference um, in Toronto called Move the Dial. And it's this initiative that was started by Jody Canor and, and it's uh, focused on tech and because like 20% of the industry in tech is women. So 20% and it's gone up since she started it, but it's so low. And so this conference about diversity and inclusion and awareness um, when you hire and like an amazing stat that came out was that companies that are more diverse are 35% more profitable than a company that isn't like just there like there's your financial reason for putting women in the c-suite for hiring and that and and i think like female empowerment and it doesn't have to be just female like there's so many different factors that need to be thought of for this but one of the trends that kept coming up was that people hire what they know and they hire what they're familiar with and they look at traits for themselves and hire that but unfortunately what that starts to build is a really small worldview of what's possible and what's there and when you hire more women more people of color people from different backgrounds like you start to have a wider worldview of what you can see and what you can do so when to hire people and to like it's just one of those things is like if you're looking around and everyone looks like you then you have a problem it means that they will largely just sell to people that are in their networks and you're missing out on opportunities and possibilities and and you're missing out on different uh leadership styles like even if you think of like promo kitchen right now like let's tie it back like mark graham's leadership style is totally different from robert five ash's mm -hmm. leadership style which is totally different than joe's leadership style so if they had kept trying to find the same people or people who are similar to them every single time like okay, Palma Kitchen is going to be good. It's going to remain good, but it's going to remain the same. Like you need to bring people coming in and kind of going, well, like I was thinking of it as like, why do we do that? Like what, what's the reason of doing that? And okay, tradition, sure, great. But is tradition the best way to do it? Is it the best, the most profitable way? Is it the most efficient way? Like you need to have people come in and question like, why is it this way? What happened to make it this way? And yeah, <laughs> there's not, <laughs> I to well, and I totally agree. Like, it's funny that you just said, so taking gender out of it too, but just the difference between Mark Graham, who has a hugely visionary mindset, and Robert Fiveash. It's so funny that you say that because obviously I am living in the kind of the Mark Graham creative um, world. I've been trying to teach myself for many years linear thinking and um, you know, just a different method so that I can kind of balance out the creativity with a little bit more logic and rationale. And when um, Five Ash came in, I have to tell you, I was a little bit like, he's like, okay, we're gonna talk about governance and we're gonna talk about legal things. And we're gonna talk about bylaws. And I was like, ugh, it's gonna be so boring. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm so glad that, I'm, I'm so grateful for him and for being able to sit in on meetings with him and hear how he does things. And um, gosh, he moved the needle, right? So we were like running in this crazy direction. We were, you know, bleeding edge leaders and thought leaders and it's like okay but for what purpose and so he came in and gave us purpose and a foundation and now it's like okay we can build higher and faster and go farther because we do have like a solid foundation now to run on and I think now it's going to set even you guys up because you do have a visionary style because you do have I mean 
even just the Canadian versus the Midwest type thing. So there's yeah. different um, I, views there. I am not a Midwest thinker. <laughs> there is nothing Midwest about me. That's true. Actually, I guess I forget. when you came from New York originally, it was not Long Island. Yeah, so I am from Long Island, was in our New York City office for seven years and opened an office here seven years ago, which is mind-blowing. And I sort of try to use that, that New York edge with clients here. I am very blunt in meetings and direct. I'm sure you guys are not surprised. I'm not pushy, but I, I say, like, you're going to get New York honest with me. You're going to get the New York opinion with me, and that's good and bad. I'm going to let you know when... I think something's right when it's not working. We are not looking for distributor sales just to get the sale. I'd rather you love the item so you come back to me 50 times versus just get the transaction. So I don't want to say that so New York, but it's very blunt and in your face. And I think some people appreciate that. Um, and then I think we also get to bring just, I try to bring the, I don't want to say sense of fashion and retail, but we are trying to always look at trends and be ones that have ahead. And we are looking at fashion week and things like that and reporting back to our clients. So I think I try to bring that. Um, the Midwest has slowed me down in a patient's perspective, maybe motherhood as what has as well. So I like that Midwest jazz in me, but I think those are some of the things I could not only carry on the distributor side, but definitely for promo kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. And so these other quality, I mean, um, Kate, you talked a lot about diversity and, the idea that um, bringing new views and new people together that don't look alike or have the same background, obviously that's a benefit. And then I think, um, Joe, you brought in a number of different things, right? Just the blending of two different communities and the motherhood type thing, which you know gives us, I think, a nurturing aspect to any type of company or business. And it's well for people to learn that just because it brings a sense of warmth in. Um, what other qualities do you guys see that having female in leadership um, like as far as influence and things like that, are there other qualities too that you see that having um, female leadership uh, brings to organizations and why that could be a benefit and more people should probably consider or would be well with them to consider um, maybe widening their worldview and, and really actually being intentional about diversifying their company? So I think the Kate was talking about diversity before and like I just, it is a beautiful word and I will quote, um, someone other than myself for one. So I was sitting in a conference and I heard someone talk about just this industry is a lot of white older men and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's the reality. I think that's changing and it's changed a lot. And I, when I stepped into more active roles in promo kitchen, I wasn't just bringing the female voice, which yes, it desperately needed. I was also bringing Johanna Gottlieb from New York who was, has a mom who was born in Cuba and a father who was born in Argentina and that diversity in worlds and honestly the spice, right? There's a lot of spice in that, in that flavoring. And I try to see a lot of different views. I try to hear a lot of different opinions. I think there's a lot of colorfulness in our world and should be in our industry. And I think that's changing, but I think anytime we can add any of those elements into any mix does add for a beautiful blend. So we're going to keep hearing the word diverse in a lot of organizations. It's so important. It's not only the heart of our industry, but really the heart of PK because it's a lot of different opinions, different backgrounds, different roles, right? This is not just for suppliers. This is not just for distributors. This is not just for companies like Promo Corp and uh, Corner and, and, and solution-based companies. This is for a lot of different people that play different roles at different companies and 
nice to have a big uh, diverse group running this now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I think when Mark brought me on too, that was one of the fun things that I personally loved is that I um, was doing social media, obviously, for a small company. And so it had this big megaphone because obviously social media is a multiplier and he couldn't figure out like, well, he could figure out, but that's exactly why he brought me on to talk about it. So he could, I could help other people figure out, you know, how to magnify your marketing message using social media as this tool to do it is this just big megaphone and you know I was the voice of the small company for a long time I was just the little ant <laughs> in a really big anthill and um, to have the opportunity to I mean I learned obviously one-on-one -on -one from being in conversations with them um, but to actually sit on a board with Larry of all people and you know we all give our opinion and I would put it out. I mean, I just am vocal and whatever and have Larry. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. Really? Like Larry Cohen, just <laughs> like this really big fish just kind of gave me some street cred and it really helped me to, to realize that, um, as a small company 10 years ago and as somebody just coming in and starting out at the very, um, foundation of my business that, there are other people that have been where I am now and are where I hope to go. And the idea that um, Promo Kitchen is, is, I think, started out super diverse anyway. And um, that, yeah, all of the different methodology and the different, um, just everything that we were able to teach, that there's a little bit of something for everyone and you can find influence from the person that relates to you the most. But over the years, that's obviously going to evolve and it's going to change and you're going to start getting different things from different people as things go on and as, as you grow and evolve. So, um, yeah, I love what you're, how you're sharing a little bit about just Mark's leadership and Robert's leadership. Obviously I was not around for those transitions. So it's always good to hear that perspective. I, spot on smiled when you said we're talking about Robert and the bylaws and to me when I hear him and now Danny was more involved on that talk about those types of things in promo kitchen I sort of think wow I'm so glad that I'm always surrounded in this group by people that are smarter than me know more because they're making me better people and they're also super aware and and informative and help teach us and educate us about why they feel that way and what they're doing and how things should be by certain books and how why when they shouldn't be to be, to be frank so those perspectives from you are so good for me to hear as someone that entered three to four years ago, just because I didn't, I didn't see all that. Um, and it, it'll be nice to hear three to four years from now, what new chefs see and what kids and I are doing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I find that really interesting. Um, now that you kind of took it this direction, one of the things that I've noticed and I can't figure out if it's a good thing or a bad thing to have historians. So I'm, I'm really, I'm so glad that we're talking about this right now. And I know it takes us off on a little bit of a tangent, but Hey, I have ADD. People know this about me now. We just go wherever <laughs> we want. Um, but the um, concept of having the why of why we do things the way that we do now, um, wondering if it helps or hinders an organization. And my thought process behind this has been working with Peerless. So it's one thing when I own my own company, um, Peerless now is, um, we were started in 1927, right? So uh, we're getting up there. We're, you know, almost at 100 years, pushing towards that. And um, the people that have worked there have a huge amount of tenure. And so the um, 
you know, it's like between 18 and 40 years is the like average employee. And so that's an amazing thing. And it says, speaks volumes about the leadership of our company, but it's interesting coming in as a new kid and challenging systems. And um, one of the things I love when Jesse Itzler talks, he says, if nobody taught you how to do your job, how would you do it? And for me, nobody's ever trained me how to do my job. Like I just kind of take bits and pieces from what I hear in leadership seminars and from people in promo kitchen. And um, so when I came to Peerless, like I'm not trained, I'm just kind of, you know, putting things together. And like, in my mind, it's what makes logical sense in order to make somebody hear a message. How do I get it there the fastest? And that's sometimes really counter to um, the way that Peerless has done it. And so parlaying that into promo kitchen, um, I'm the historian for Promo Kitchen. So now kind of like flipping roles where I'm coming in a promo kit or peerless and I'm this like troublemaker and, you know, I'm challenging mm-hmm. everything and I'm like, Hey, why are we doing this? Like, let's do it different at Promo Kitchen. Um, there was something a few weeks ago where, uh, something got posted on Instagram and it was like something that tagged me and it was like, yeah, charity with, uh, chef somebody. And it was like, Whoa, my name just got totally taken out of the Promo Kitchen equation. Like, they don't even know I'm a chef. It was so funny to me because I was yeah. like, I have such a history with the organization and it really made me stop and think for a minute and really made me appreciate the tenured people with Peerless and how much of the life that they've given to build this company and make it what it is um, and how much the, the organization as it stands now doesn't operate independently of their input but at the same time, how relevant is what we've done before to what is going to take us forward? And so, and that's probably really hard to follow, but I think it's no, really, inter- I'm like, so you guys have an opportunity coming in where I almost don't want to tell you so much of the history. I don't really necessarily yeah. want to give you a whole foundation because I don't want to give you a bias or change not that anything was ever bad. It's just, you guys have such a cool opportunity and new people coming into organizations, especially women where we don't have a lot of women influence prior to now have such an amazing opportunity, I think, to drive initiatives forward and drive innovation forward in a way that no company or organization has ever seen before. So does that, I hope that makes sense. I don't know. (laughs) You know what though? It it totally makes sense because um, there's this, there's this idea. And I think the power of Poma Kitchen is, there are so many people who are part of it who like who are open and open is a key factor in your personality like so at the conference i got like a venture capitalist was going like if i'm take funding your company i want to see that you're open-minded because then you're able to change your mind and i think that's what's really important about people like the chefs in promo kitchen is that they are open minded to things like you have people like danny and mark and robert and like and you and so many other chefs who they see it as like they're not going to be like well this is my idea and this is this is how we're going to do it because this is how we've always done it is that they hear an idea and they're like oh that's a good idea let's try that and that's so different and that behavior is so different and then someone going no this is no we're going to do my idea like it's someone who's stuck on what they want to do mm-hmm. and and I know what you mean with traditional like family company here is like <laughs> I swear I try and do some things and like 
And, you know, the answer they get, well, we don't do that. And I was like, well, why not? Like, and the answer is like, well, just do it. Just try it. And, and there's a difference between being traditional and willing to change and traditional and unwilling to change. Mm -hmm. And those are two very, like, it's that differentiation point is very key. Like, even if you're just open to hearing feedback and, and, and that's where having, leaders who know, and this, this applies to business across the board. Like it's the difference between having leaders who know when to be part of something and know when to step back from something. And you can be the historian and know what happened in the past. So you're bringing the history, but if you're going to sit there and be like, no, what we've always done, no, what I think we should do, no, we need to do this. It's like, if your answer is no all the time, you're not valuable to the company. Right. If your answer is maybe, then yeah, that's like, yes is better, but a maybe is just wrong of like, you know, you take someone's opinion and you listen and you value it. Right. It's like you hear like this, like, like, you know, backlash against like, okay, boomer. And it's it's really struck this nerve with people. (laughs) And I feel like it's over now, but I'm like, did I miss it? But um, what it's struck a nerve with is a generation that, being tired of being told to do something. And then that generation who's like being hit back from it, just being like, well, why won't you listen to me? And so it's like, okay, but if we're both coming to the table, open to ideas and experience and innovation, we're good. Yeah. And that has, I think that it's funny because the okay boomer, like the mindset thing is it has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with gender. It has everything to do with mindset. And it's like, I, you know, my daughter tells me, she's like the other day, she said something, she's like, okay, boomer. I'm like, I'm not a boomer. I'm a millennial. <laughs> it's like, she's like, okay, boomer. I was like, you know what? Little Gen Z brat. But, um, you know, really though, I think that that, that's a huge thing. It's just mindset and being open and, you know, whether you're, you're trying to promote innovation or whether maybe it's ego, maybe it's insecurity, whatever's driving you to hold that so close that you just can't fathom change and the quicker I think we learn that change is going to happen regardless of whether or not we're on the bus um you know that that bus is going to take off with or without us and man I'd rather be on it with all my friends and just causing great things to happen um in the process and so talking about great things I guess that is a really good segue into um what are the great things like if you guys had to pick um I'm not even going to put a number on it but if there's one thing in the next like two to three years that you want to accomplished doesn't have to be with promo kitchen but just from a visionary standpoint or from a um, female leadership standpoint or something that you would love to see happen because of your influence um, in the leadership roles that you're in what would those things be i (laughs) would love to start this i and i'm sorry to like always play the mother role i would love to see women more comfortable in the work life balance role. I think we talk a lot about that not existing and I agree to that on that to some level, but I think it would be really nice to see less the like feeling of guilt we're trying to do it all. And yeah. I think we can get there. And I think we're like made a lot of strides. I had a really good conversation this morning with my colleague on the way to work and she works full time. She's a partner in a law firm. She's quite frankly the money maker for the family, yada yada yada, two kids. I have two kids and I, we had a really good conversation about the struggle and what we're doing and time off and vacation. And I'd love to see women continue to kill it. Who I think they're killing it just as men are, but I'd like to see a little bit less guilt and less pressure for women to, you know, try to make it to the soccer game and try to make it to the recitals and be the class mom and still kill in the boardroom. So I'd love to see that. 
on a personal level. It's huge. So huge. That's been a recurring theme in a couple of the podcasts that we've been doing, just talking about trying to figure out how to be successful and raise children at the same time. I struggle. Um, this is be like the third time people have heard this in the podcast, but I, I do want to be a book writer and I do want to be a professional speaker. Um, and I obviously want to stay in promo um, as well, but to think of what it would take to be able to put forth enough effort to be successful in those areas and knowing that right now, like I know that that will happen and it, my time will come but I also have to be okay with not being able to achieve all of my goals because my first priority right now is my, my daughter, but came up yesterday and was like, okay, but the other thing that these children are, are learning from us because they're watching us is how to be a badass woman, a promo, you know, it's like my daughter is learning. Yeah. Maybe mom couldn't do everything and be super mom. Um, but she can be a single mom who you know, not to toot my own horn, but I'm like a single mom and I don't get child support. Dude ran away. Like, I don't know where the heck he even is. Um, you know, after I left, he moved and doesn't talk to the kids anymore. It's like, okay, so I'm mom and dad. I bought a house. I have a boat. I take my kid on vacations. And so the idea that, oh, I'm a single mom. Okay. Yep. I'm, I'm not a single mom. I'm like, I'm a freaking single ass mom and I am crushing it. And to be able to- You are. I mean that not in a cocky way, but in a confident, and I want to empower you and you and you to know that, especially in promo, we have opportunities here to really freaking crush it. Um, but we have to, you're right. The mindset has to change when we have to get over that mom guilt. Um, and it's also exactly. And I guess I should also take that one step further because this was part of the conversation this morning with, again with my, um, with my neighbor. I also want it to be okay to not have kids and not want kids or not want more than one or more than three or to want five. I also want it to be a single mom. I also want it to be okay for you to not work. I also want it to be okay for you to work from home. I want all of those things to be okay because I know the looks or hesitations I get from friends or family sometimes about work and schedules. And I think we all experience some sort of guilt. So just as a woman, I want it to be okay for you to want no kids, five kids, four kids, one kids, lots of kids, whatever you want to be right for you with that less guilt. So just women to feel like they can empower more. Again, I see it more through podcasts like this, conferences that Kate is attending, open-minded things that you guys are doing. I'd love to see more people doing that. Doing that. Totally agree. Yeah. And I think, I think like one of my goals and one of the things I like push for is like, like from mental health, it's like how important that is. Like I see so many of my friends like Joe kind of beat themselves up when they aren't enough of a mom or enough of a VP or enough of a wife. And, and it's like, it's one of those like, don't aim to live a well-balanced life, aim to live a well lopsided life where yeah. you're not going to get it all right, but don't beat yourself up for it and learn to celebrate your accomplishments. Like, you know, I think there's so much going on right now where people like are constantly comparing their achievements to other people and their strengths and, um, and or just comparing their weaknesses rather than comparing their strengths and like looking at things. And I think there's so much value in, in knowing 
that you're not the same, that you're not going to be this Instagram parent. Um, and, but at the same time, it's like, you're not screwing up your kids, like, or you are, and it's fine because we've all been screwed up in certain ways and we're all turned out really well. And, um, yeah. And so I think, I think being okay with what you've accomplished and yeah, you can be, you can be ambitious. You don't have to be ambitious either. It's like, and I think making, acknowledging that other people, it's okay that other people aren't living the same life as you. 100% completely agree yeah. with that statement because especially in promo, it's really easy to get pushed into the trap. Well, if you're not a million dollar distributor, we don't want to talk to you. If you're not a blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is a soccer mom industry. And it's also not, if you want to be CEO yeah. and you want to be a huge company, you want to drive your business forward. But if it's not, and it's working for you, that's cool too. And yeah, the idea of, um, like you said, Kate, you know, comparing strengths, comparing weaknesses, comparing, just comparing in general, it's so easy to get wrapped up in that. And I know I 100% am totally guilty of this. Like I just said, I'm like, I see all these people out there and I want that. I'm like, I know that I can't have it right now kind of a thing. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. And, um, and the idea that we need to celebrate ourselves more and you know, the fact that we have to give disclaimers like, Hey, guess what? I'm like, I'm not being egotistical. It's not that I love myself so much. It's just that I don't hate myself. <laughs> it's like, why don't we all just love ourselves so much? Like, why can't we just give ourselves the credit for being that? So on both accounts on the, um, you know, just giving ourselves more credit, giving ourselves the, the freedom to just be and to accept ourselves and the idea that it'll be more widely accepted to be the mom and to be the single parent or to be the, you know, rock star, single, um, no kids powerhouse, like whatever you want to be, just be. So I totally, totally both those um, visions for the future. So. And the thing is, a lot of this stuff, like it, it, has to be asked for from the bottom but it also has to be pushed down from from the top like you know if we want <laughs> we'll, we'll bring it back to diversity if we want to be able to have um a better family work balance you need to put people who have families at the top you need to bring in that experience for them and you can't have you know people Cause you know, there, there'll be those, I heard this great example. It was, um, this guy had planned a three day offsite training event. And one of his secretaries said like, that's great for you. Cause you, your wife stays at home, but she goes, we have two people here who are single moms and can't, can't take three days away from their family. And, and so, okay, so you just move it on site. But if you don't have the people saying that and acknowledging that and seeing problems of that, then, then you're not, again, you're not seeing everything. You're just seeing your worldview, your experience and your hurdles. And yeah, so there's, there's true value in like doing different things. And I also think like people need to start celebrating themselves a lot more. <laughs> Like the family joke is that my ego can't fit through the door, but you know, like, okay. So if what I'm measured by is whether or not I'm married and I have kids, which I don't have, not married and I don't have kids. And, um, but I kick ass at work. I got elected to this amazing thing where like, you can say, you know, Mark, you know, Danny, <laughs> you know, Dale, and like have those one name people in the industry just be as powerful as that and I'm like those people think I can do this job I'm like that's a pretty big deal like let's acknowledge that and um same with like 
so I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to be proud of that. I'm proud of like the conference that I run. I'm proud of the company that I'm growing. And, and yeah, like acknowledge, acknowledge what you're achieving instead of what you haven't accomplished yet. Yeah. And yes. I think that's it. Confidence, yeah. confidence makes insecurity uncomfortable. And so I think that you're exactly right. The 100% need to do that. And that there's a great quote from Simone Biles and I'm going to screw it up, but I love that she said, um, in a recent interview, she's like, yeah, I'm the best. And I know I say that and it makes people mad and they, it makes them think that I have this, you know, giant ego. She's like, but let me just put this out there for you. All of these medals, uh, more championships than anybody else. When I say I'm the best, I've earned it. And please don't take away my right to say that I've earned it because you think that I'm being cocky. I'm the best. <laughs> and, like, and she's like, and I'm okay saying that I'm the best. I'm like, dang, I need to get to that place because I don't ever want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. And no, I don't think I'm like the best in the world, whatever. But in places like this, Kate, like you said, you, you're earning it. And Joe, you're earning it. You guys are like crushing out there, but not, it's not just because you're crushing it, Kate, and because Joe's crushing, it doesn't denigrate everybody else in the world. We can all crush it. Like there's a big enough stage for all of us to have our own successes and to to really be celebratory of those things. And then the other thing that I think I love that you said was the fact that, you know, the company is like, okay, we're going to have a company picnic and we want to do it on whatever or a retreat. And it, oh, well, I can't because I'm a single mom. And I, or, you know, because I don't have babysitting or because I have a family, whatever. And I think 90% of the time, this is a made up statistic, but I'm guessing 90, 95% of the time when that happens, somebody will choose to be offended or to quietly slip away instead of being bold enough to raise their hand and be like, hey, I don't want to be a squeaky wheel here, but I'm just putting this out there. I'd love to attend. However, these are the challenges that I have. If there's a way for us to work around these challenges to find an acceptable way to include me in this, I'd love to be part of it. Otherwise, I'm out. But bringing that awareness because people that do function under a certain set of bias and people that do function, you know, we're programmed to do certain behaviors and a certain thing in a certain way based off of how we act. Like you said, certain people in a certain geographic region with a certain socioeconomic background with gender bias with um you know societal implications with nationality differences um that's a big thing and if we're not made aware of that if people aren't bold enough to tell those stories then we don't know there's ignorance i mean i'm in arizona i had no idea how important and how relevant the jewish historical holidays were on the east coast until i came into promo and i'm working with so many of these east coast factories and um it's just not a thing out here. We don't have any, um, you know, like we, I don't, I don't, I'm not exposed to that. It doesn't mean I don't like it or I don't get it. I'm like, I just never knew about it. And I find it fascinating to um, ask people how to say certain things. and like, what does it mean when somebody says this? And what is the holiday that you're closed for today? Cause I don't know. And so just from that background too, I think there's so much power in raising our hand and telling our story and, um, inviting people to learn about us and not asking them to make accommodations for us, but inviting them in and asking them to be open to providing a solution that is more accommodating for us now and people in the future. So just being in that awareness to the fact that we need to be aware. Yeah, it's, it's looking around the table, making sure everyone has a seat and making sure that the table is accessible for everyone. Yeah. And that, you know, if you want to dance on it, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there's fun people that like to do yeah. that. <laughs> in, in a totally yeah. cool way. <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, it is getting um, to be a little uh, 
past the time we need to wrap this up, but I just want to, I know we could probably talk forever and I could, cause I'd love to just sit here with you guys all day, but I just want to thank you um, so much for jumping on. I know we talked about maybe having something a little bit more involved about promo kitchen and leadership after you guys have taken the reins in January um, and have had a little bit of time to settle in and put some of these initiatives in, but thanks for being on here. Thank you for um, just your willingness to, to dive in and to get your hands sturdy and to take on new challenges and to pave the way for whatever the heck is next. So thanks for being you ladies and thanks for being badasses. Thank, thank you. you. I have I have, I have to say, I feel like a fangirl. I've been a big fan of this podcast since day one. I've loved listening to every woman's story, and I know you're just such a rock star. I know Kate was the first. It's <laughs> nice to have her back again and by my side. So thank you for having you. This is like, it's fun to do podcasts. It's definitely fun to do podcasts when it starts with the name Badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charity sent me a, po- a postcard that says I'm the OG Badass, so... I know, oh. so jealous. <laughs> We're gonna again that whole her ego not fitting through the door thing. I just had to feed into oh, yeah. it. I think you got some like fierce bitch tea too. I was like, I have to just play up this fact that Kate is the best and the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm the first one. So for like the first week, I was the best podcast out there for her. Yeah. Well, now, now you know number I'm owning my achievements. <laughs> number sixteen. Joe's on your Joe's on your tail here. <laughs> <laughs> on your tail. Did you hear that, girl? I'm on your tail. Ah, but I'm the first repeat guest, so I'm taking it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now she's got another one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so right here. Martha, Martha, Martha. Oh. My family thinks I'm insufferable. <laughs> I love it, but we should all have so much confidence and tenacity to be like Kate. So there you go. (laughs) All right, ladies, well, have fun with this uh, co-chair chair thing going on. Johanna Godspeed. (laughs) (laughs) She's the adult. Maybe we could be laughing like this when we're all on this again together. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. Thank you guys again. And uh, good things, guys. Pay attention. Promocation.org. We'll see what they're going to do.